compadres, welcome back to another episode of Dads Talking Dads. Uh, it is Sunday, May 19th. Uh, the Padres dropped, uh, it looks like their third game in a four-game four set against the Pirates. Uh, times are looking a little tough right now, uh, so we've brought your favorite dads back to discuss the team and uh, hopefully give some light at the end of the tunnel with me, as always. Uh, for this week is Joel and Tony. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'll start off with Joel. How's it going, bud? Oh, it's going pretty good. It's been too long since we've had a uh, a podcast with all three of us. I think the last one was a solo solo job by you. Unless I don't know, did you and Tony get one in or no? No, we were going to last weekend, but I think it got a little busy, hectic schedule. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but, and I think we talked about this a little bit, but I've just been like feeling meh about the Padres lately. I mean, they're like one game under 500. We're going to get to that a little bit more in a minute, but I've just been feeling meh, just not, you know, nothing really to talk about. I feel like, I mean, now there is, but, uh, but, but there wasn't for a while. So it is good though. I'm, I'm glad we're all back together. Me too. Yeah. I'm going to have to cut you both off right now. (laughs) I am not good. I am furious. I it has been way too long since we've recorded. I have been holding it in for so long. I've been trying to be as measured as possible, but it is time. It is the day of reckoning on May nineteenth, twenty nineteen, to take the garbage out. It is time to old yeller in Kinsler. I cannot take it any longer. It it has to be talked about. I, I have talked to you guys for weeks about get me on the pod, and then I'll tell you, don't get me on the pod. I'm going to blow his brains out. I can't possibly talk about him right now. I'm too heated. And then I'm like, get me on the pod again. I'm going to blow my brains out if I don't talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. It is the first topic of discussion today. It is Ian Kinsler, otherwise known as bum garbage or trash or human. I like that. Just just (laughs) awful, awful human being. I will say right up top, uh, I'm going to give a language warning because I can't fucking stand him. <laughs> I am so, so angry, you guys. And I want to make a, I don't want to, I don't want to make this about me. You guys, I don't want to make this about me. It's about Ian Kinsler, the worst Padres player in recent memory. But I will say on our January 9th episode, when we talked about the signing, I said I hated it for a variety of reasons. And then after Machado signing, I said, oh, I'm okay. It's okay. The signing doesn't look so bad anymore. I am here to say, I fucking told you so, I fucking told everybody, fuck all you, every one of you motherfuckers, I was right, wow. Ian Kinsler sucks, time to go. I don't even know where to start. I guess we'll talk about Thursday, when against the Pirates, we're down two runs, and Ian Kinsler oops his way into a three-run bomb. You can see on the screenshot of his swing, his face says... I'm confused. I don't even know what I just did. He knows he didn't even get it. It was an accident. He, oh God, he releases this nasty bat flip, which is like, cool, you're hitting 175, dude. Bat flip away, I guess. And when he crosses home plate, he gives the bird to both sides of the crowd, both hands, and says, fuck all of you, every one of you motherfuckers. And in the dugout, says it again. Of course, Twitter blows up. The internet blows up. And when addressed after the game by San Diego Sports Media, he clarified that it was for his teammates. Mm-hmm. It, in, inside joke, you guys. I don't know if you know this, but there are a lot of inside jokes between ball players. They spend a lot of time together, day in, day out, for months. And he was simply trying to 
fire up his teammates. However, I will say, when he was directly asked, do you want to clarify anything to the fans who think you were addressing them, he simply said, no. (laughs) Which kind of feels like a really good chance to clean it up a bit. And he seemed to just kind of throw that in the garbage. So I... I'm not convinced. I think it's uh, total bullshit. I think he absolutely knows that we all hate him, and I will say for good reason, and got lucky, hit a homer, took the lead. We did win that game because of him, I guess, and decided to take it out on all the fans. And I, it's left a super bad taste in my mouth, not only because of how he acted, but because then he shied away from it. If in post-game interviews he would have said, yeah, I'm pissed people say i suck and i want to prove them all wrong and i said what i said i'd be like hey at least you're owning it but the fact that he shied away from it with some bullshit oh i'm trying to fire up my teammates is just you're weak man you're weak you're hitting like 180 you have five home runs with nine rbi that's after a three-run bomb it's it's pathetic he's so terrible it's just uh, it's a black hole and the fact that weak Andy Green decides to put him at leadoff as a reward for this is just it makes it even worse I can't believe it and after this happened I told you guys I was like he's gonna get leadoff tomorrow just wait and sure enough Andy Green reading our DMs was like I'm gonna make him leadoff it's just I don't know what to do I honestly don't know what to do I thought for sure before that game he was gonna be gone by like May 20th like tomorrow I thought he would have a bad weekend series and then be like right, enough's (laughs) enough dude we're gonna we're gonna eat the money and just say goodbye and now he's he's found a ninth life and i have no idea when we're gonna get rid of him he, he can't die i just i, I need help i'm going insane <laughs> I, feel, I need help from the other two dads on the podcast tell me talk me off the ledge I, there's no talking you off the ledge. i'm fully i mean maybe johnny will come out with one of his, his signature hot takes <laughs> just to throw us all off balance johnny don't you dare <laughs> Don't you dare. But I am 100% on board with you, Tony. Like, when you're staring up, like, craning your neck upward at the Mendoza line, like, you have no right at all (laughs) to be flipping the bird to your hometown fans because you managed to run into one and win the game. Like, that's that's just such Bush League stuff. And then, like, you've got the easiest out ever, right? Here's what you do. You say, you know what? You know, baseball's a really passionate game. Emotions run high. I've been really frustrated with my own performance. Uh, I didn't really think about what I was saying as I was crossing home plate. I said, I, I said what I said. It was wrong. I, I shouldn't have done that. I love the fans here in San Diego. Uh, it's just a moment of frustration on my part. My bad, essentially. Mea culpa. Everything is fine. It's San Diego. We're probably some of the most forgiving fans in any sport uh, in the country, right? So it's not like it's Philly or some other super hardcore fan base where I think I mentioned on the text with you guys ship them out to Philly and watch them get pelted with batteries or something like that but it's just but to, like like you were saying Tony instead of that he goes oh just some chicken shit excuse about how it was for his teammates to try to fire up his team in the dugout like no it wasn't as soon as you cross the plate you make the gesture up to the crowd like it, it just could not be more obvious and then to say it again in the dugout where we were able to get an even better lip reading where you're saying <laughs> fuck every single one of them motherfuckers like it, it's just yeah. don't insult our intelligence by saying that wasn't what it was that eh. yeah but anyway um an interesting little article i pulled up uh from the hardball times let's give credit steve treater i believe is how you pronounce this man's name excellent 
list of the 10 worst leadoff hitters since 1957. Uh, this was written in 2008, so I, I believe he would fit in pretty well. But he's in a he's in pretty good company. So we're looking at guys like uh, Vince Coleman, left fielder from uh, Kansas City in 1994. He uh, oh his batting average was 230 when batting leadoff. His OPS was 607. So that's uh, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so a better OPS by I don't know like ten points, uh, yep. and then a bat- better batting average by about sixty points. Uh, let's see, let's see some other no names. Let's. I, I just want to clarify there, sixty six zero, <laughs> not one six six zero. And that is also an end of his career, Vince Coleman. So that you know, similar similar points in their career. Where's my favorite one? Oh, Ducky Schofield from the 1965 Giants. Great name. Hitting 203. That is a good name. 272 on base percentage. Oh, I'm sorry. That was his norm, His uh, overall numbers. His, his numbers as a leadoff hitter were similar. 203 batting oh. average, 271 on base percentage, 253 slugging. So his OPS was a little worse. But, I mean, this is the kind of company that Ian Kinsler is in right now. He fits right in with the 10 worst leadoff hitters since before 1960. 1957 was the year. I mean, pretty much modern baseball history. You could pretty much call that the live ball era. I mean, what? There's probably another 30 years of live ball era that aren't included in there, but we're going pretty far back. I, I, I don't know how I can make my point any stronger. This man should not be batting leadoff. He barely fits in at the eighth slot on this team. I mean, he's got some competition because Austin Hedges has been pretty terrible, but we know what Austin Hedges is, and Austin Hedges is a great guy who doesn't flip off the fans and tell them to fuck <laughs> off when he hits a home run. <laughs> Yeah, Oof, I'm running out of steam here, Johnny. Are you no, ready? that's okay. That's okay. Because um, I, I feel like the one counter argument, I guess, initially was was you know, oh well, you know, fans have been getting on him, so you know, it's okay for him to release some of that anger. But you know, like Tony was saying, you know, in, in the follow up press conference, then just say so, or maybe give something more than than just no, because that's you have to do well to be able to act like an asshole and get away with it. You can't play poorly right. and then, you know, it just, it just doesn't work like that. Um, and one three-run home run off yet another slider because that's apparently, like, the only pitch that he can hit is, like, something off-speed that could change or a slider. Um, that's just, as Shania Twain says, that don't impress me much. So, <laughs> you know... Uh, suck on that one uh, I, <laughs> I, it, there's so many different ways to take this I mean I'm, I'm just going to dunk on him because like, he deserves it I will say that he was fined by MLB he was fined between 7500 and ten grand. and you may think wow that's kind of a lot that sounds pretty fair Ian Kinsler is making twenty five grand a game if he plays all 162 let that sink in for a minute Twenty-five grand. Oh my god! A game. I, I remember over I did the a course of a year. Calculation. We were. Uh, it was right after he did the his you know double birds. <laughs> At the time, he was making and it, it can't have improved very much, right? But I think he was. I think I said the number was one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. He's making per RBI, and I did prorate that for the fact yep. that we're only a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, and then by comparison, Fran Mil Reyes, he's making like six k per RBI. Yep. He's the best the best hitter on the team. Far and away. I don't think anybody can argue that. The best hitter with Tatis on the uh uh injured. I think Reyes is the best hitter and making uh, 
it hurt. It, it just hurts. <laughs> it's it like it's breaking my brain. Uh, but going back to the fine, Ian Kinsler's stupid bat company that he owns, oh, Warstick, yeah. is trying to raise money to pay for his fine. I I wish there was a way I could leave a negative review <laughs> on Warstick. I wish there was a way I could hurt him personally. I I wish I could buy a Warstick and take it to him in the back of Petco Park and teach him a lesson or two. I just can't. I can't deal with it anymore. And the bottom the the bottom line on this, we can keep talking on it, but my ultimate point, when we signed him, I was mad because I was scared he was going to take reps away from Urias, and that you should let a young player develop even when he's struggling. You should show him, hey, we believe in you, we think you're the second baseman of the future, and over the course of a year, if he sucks, say, hey, we gave him a fair shot, and he's not what we thought he was. But instead, he's been trapped down in AAA where he's absolutely destroying, and yes, I know it's a hitter park, I don't give a shit. His numbers are 333 average, OPS 1.170, and he's got 11 bombs. Are you telling me you wouldn't rather have that guy up here trying, even if he's striking out, even if he's struggling, than the relic we have at second base right now? Someone who has been picked off and caught stealing more times than he's actually stolen a base? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It's so maddening. I I can't... It's, like, so bad that it... At first, it was funny. At first, it was funny how bad he was. You see him get picked off and be like, oh, he's old. It's funny. Now, it is just infuriating. He's costing the team wins. Bottom line, nobody can defend his numbers. And if we're going to talk about intangibles... Veteran leadership. I don't... uh, Yeah, I I don't see the leadership. That's for sure. I mean, Hosmer, Machado... Uh, someone like Craig Stammen or kind of like a, a veteran, a, a Yates who's been around for a while. Yeah, I can buy that. But Ian Kinsler just, he feels like the old man in a young man's sport. And it's like, it's just time. Just retire, please. I don't care if we pay him the whole salary to just go away. Like, I, where's the Kickstarter? I'll throw in some money. I would happily contribute to that Kickstarter to retire Ian Kinsler. It's it's so frustrating you guys and the fact that they're sitting under 500 now just compounds the anger the fact that they've gone 7 and 13 since Tatis got injured makes it worse it he's just so bad it's it's time and I don't know if it's Green who's coming up to bat for Kinsler or if it's the front office who's scared to swallow their pride and say hey we messed up but someone has to do something because it's embarrassing at this point you can't expect to field a competitive team and have fans buy tickets when you're trotting that out on the field every day. And Joel mentioned Austin Hedges. At least there's value outside of that. I mean, he is on a very, very precarious position with me personally. He's getting close. But at least I see his value to the team. He is very loved by fans. He's very positive in the uh, dugout. You can see it. He's always up and cheering and rallying and He's clearly good at talking to the pitchers, and especially all the young pitchers, but Kinsler has none of that. What, what does he have when he muffs a ground ball the second he misses it? And it's like, oh, a shrug, and it's like, cool, cool, cool leadership. Very, very, very happy you are the anchor of our infield. Instead, he's just the anchor to our offense. He's an anchor. Suck. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I... It's just it's it's just frustrating too when you look at I'm looking at his numbers just to kind of see what's 
you know, balancing out as the season goes on. I mean, his infield fly is now not is no longer thirty, so that's good. It's down to uh, I think how oh, did this page reload? I think it should be at twenty two percent. Is that what I saw? Yeah, twenty two point two. So that's that's nice. I'm you know glad about that. But it's still, I mean, like his his um, contact rates are the lowest of his career. Uh, just as far as his, you know, swinging out of the zone, even in the zone, um, his swinging strike rate is the highest by quite a good margin. Yeah, like two and a half points higher than his previous career high. Um, wow. Yeah, his strikeout percentage is five point four percentage points higher than it was for twenty eighteen. Yeah. Is that good, Joel? Can you explain <laughs> that to me? Is that good? <laughs> as, as a non-stat nerd, can you tell me if that's good? Uh. <laughs> No, that's not good. <laughs> and I think it's generally also, you don't want that. It's also the highest of his career. Johnny, is that good? Highest of his highest. career? It's got to be well, good, it's, right? That's a high score, technically. And I know <laughs> that typically when percentages are higher, that's good. But that that would case. be like if I told you guys I shit my pants sixty <laughs> percent of the time this week. It's a high score. It's the highest I've ever been. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, very low line drive percentage. Just It's not all bad though, you guys. I mean he does have a one ninety two Babip, so Ooh, there we getting go. unlucky. He's, He's just getting unlucky. Yeah, totally. Totally. He's just getting unlucky. This is what Andy Green's saying. Guys, he just oh, getting he's just face falling so hard right now. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I also I wish I could headbutt a knife. Also telling your home fans, fuck you, fuck every <laughs> single one of you, is probably the most Kenny Powers move I think I've ever seen. In <laughs> so I have to respect it on some level. <laughs> That's the thing. If he would have owned up to it, I would have been like, all right, I said what I said. I talked shit about you, and you proved me wrong. And if you continue to prove me wrong, okay, I'll eat crow. <laughs> We've had an episode called Eating Crow. Like, we'll it's do true. it. Yeah. But you're at 180, dude. You... You haven't earned that yet. Yeah, yeah, and I just don't understand. I mean, we're we've got to be past the whatever. It's not the super two deadline. That's like presidential elections. What's the call up? You know, the thing with the service time. Have we hit that yet? I feel like we've hit that. There's been like a bunch of prospects being called up. Are you talking about uh, in uh, specific regard to Urias? Yeah, just. I just don't understand why he's not up yet. I, I mean, I know I know that's like part of our outrage, but like I just that just, I just don't feel like they're, that's talked about enough. Like why why isn't he up? Stop saying timing. Well, they're giving they're giving a bullshit excuse yeah. that it's because of his mechanics. His mechanics and the, the, people the, the people step think, is too big. Yes, they're talking about the leg kick because he's trying to hit for power and it's a leg kick. But I just don't yeah. buy it. I don't buy it. He's still hitting three thirty three. I don't care if they're all singles. That's, uh, and I know that the 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 Pacific Coast League is like nuts this year with the MLB baseballs. But still, I don't know. We potentially have the next Altuve. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. I would rather have him up here struggling than, yeah, garbage man up here just sucking life from the team. Then P and Schitzler. Oh, oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Get the you killed him. Oh man. Yeah, that's just ugh. Ugh. 
boy. I mean, I, I feel like that wraps it up pretty well. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll just yeah, say we'll talk closing to you guys next thought. Next weekend. <laughs> yeah. <And> we're done. <laughs> no, oh, but, boy. Uh, that was a roller coaster of a conversation. It sure was. Excellent segue, Johnny. <laughs> From a roller coaster of a conversation to a roller coaster of a season, we've now begun our, <laughs> our conversation, our retrospective, if you will. Of the 25% mark of the 2019 Major League Baseball season. A season where we came out red hot, expectations were high, and they were exceeded by this young Padres squad. Um, Only for us to come full circle and slip back below 500. Uh, We mentioned in the pre-show, it seems like for this Padres team that losing is is, almost like a black hole uh, with the 500 mark being the event horizon where once we slip past 500... We just can't claw our way back out. Not even light can escape. Um, <laughs> so there were some definite bright spots, right? So Paddock has been uh, obviously amazing. He's exceeded all expectations. Um, hasn't been able to get to the Dodgers yet, but I mean the Dodgers are one of the scariest lineups in all of baseball. Framel Reyes had a very slow start, right? Um, so they, I guess their paths have been sort of inverted, right? Paddock started out absolutely red hot and then started started to tail off a little bit here in the past couple of starts. Fran Reyes had just horrible bad hip luck. I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything that bad before where just literally everything he was hitting was going straight at a guy. Um, and then now he's starting to get red hot um, and he's, he's getting the attention that he deserves. Um, there's all kinds of storylines we can get into. Um, we've obviously hit Kinsler hard enough, maybe not for Tony's <laughs> liking. We could probably go on for another hour or two. <laughs> um, I think I would like to start off with uh, discussion of Framil Reyes, uh, and I'll I'll start with you, Johnny. Yeah, um, I I think that that start to the season had to just been super frustrating because that was that was pretty nuts. Like everything was just a line shot, and I mean thanks to uh, the uh, the analytics and the you know cool equipment that we have now, we can like see exit velocity and everything, and and so you would see you know. 108 mile an hour line out to third base like obviously he's he's getting the barrel of the bat on the ball it just it was a matter of time until until they were landing and you know finally um you know he's got at this point he's leading the team with 14 home runs uh 25 rbi he's still striking out a, a bit more and not walking as much as you would like um but but overall, I mean, an, an OPS near 900, uh, OPS plus of 137. So I mean, he is definitely a power threat. Um, he's someone who's starting to get national recognition, which is nice as well. Um, I mean, I'm starting to see more, you know, tweets and, and articles through MLB and and uh, you know different. Uh, I I don't know if Fangraphs has written about him yet this season, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do at some point. Just He's definitely been a bright spot, and I know his continued development was something that I, we were all watching because if we can get that that masher in the outfield, and I mean we potentially have two, but but uh, if we can at least have one, that that would be really helpful for this offense. I mean, Fran Mill's been been a huge uh, uh, I don't know necessarily surprise, but but it's been because he was so good at the end of last season, but 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 it's been really nice to see him continue that. Um, I know, Tony, you are, are maybe our maybe our biggest Fran Mill fan. Um, did you want to add anything on to that, to that Fran Mill uh, analysis? Uh, not too much. I, 
absolutely love him. I am very pleased that it seems like the Padres recognize what uh, a special talent they have. Uh, keep in mind, he's only 23 years old. That's still mind-boggling to me. <laughs> he's super young. I think the biggest question I had coming into this season was we talked about in the middle of last season when he was sent down to AAA for a couple weeks and how he made adjustments. I wanted to make sure that he could make those adjustments year over year. And when he was struggling at the beginning of the year, it was a little bit scary. Even when you had the writers telling you, like, hey, it's bad luck. He's, these balls are going to fall eventually. Like, he will get hits. He will leave the yard. Um, and they've been proven correct. But uh, I just want to make sure over the course of this year that he continues to adjust, that he can kind of adjust to pitchers adjusting to him. But I think he's absolutely a proven slugger. He's got 14 homers on the year, and I think there is a very real chance that the Padres have their first 40 uh, plus home run hitter since and I looked this up just the other day texting a friend last one was Adrian hit 40 exactly in 2009 and before that it was Phil Nevin with 41 in 2001 Whoa. so you're talking about 18 years of only two hitters yeah. to hit 40 or more home runs and we very well may have one on our hands if he stays healthy and if he continues his current pace I think you were looking at uh, 40 or more possibly and it's just I mean I just explained it we don't have that we we never have that so to have uh, him in one corner of the outfield and then you have Renfro not far behind in the other corner clutch. I don't know if Renfro I mean yeah he has been clutch this year I don't know if he sticks with the club I think he is enticing trade bait he is a few years older than Reyes and I think he would serve well on some AL clubs that need outfielders but right now, it is very exciting to have them both in the lineup. I think they're feeding off of each other. They have similar toolkits a little bit, not great defensively, uh, total power. They always want to try and leave the yard, and I think they are feeding off of each other and kind of a little bit of friendly competition because they know they're not going to be pushed out. I mean, Myers, Margo, the other outfielders we have, they're not going to push them out of the corners. So they know they're relatively safe, but it's kind of a, all right, I see your... I see your bomb. Let's see if I can hit one farther. And just going back and forth like that. Um, I absolutely love him. Uh, yesterday, the Padres had this video posted on Instagram where he announced the starting nine for the team. And it just kind of shows that they know what they have there with his personality. He's very funny. He's very active and animated. Every interview you see with him, he's joking around. He's smiling. He, he seems to truly love being a baseball player and being on the team. He has an excellent celebration where he jumps in the air and then comes down like into a squat and he's like flexing. It's just, he's so fun to watch. It's like him and Tatis, they're, and Machado, they're, they're so fun to watch because they love to play and they love to win. And I don't see that with Ian Kinsler, that's for sure. <laughs> right. So some fun, beautiful stab. some fun facts. <laughs> Since you brought up Ian Kinsler again, um, Brambo Reyes slugging percentage is 10 points lower than Ian Kinsler's OPS. <laughs> Bramble's looking 589 right now versus a 598 OPS oh, for Kinsler. Oh my god. Fred Mills' batting average is 16 points better than Ian Kinsler's on base. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my ooh, goodness. Ooh, ooh. Fred Mills' OPS plus is... Um, 13 better than double Ian Kinsler's. 
<laughs> oh, I'll say one more thing about Fran Mill. I love that they're putting him in the two hole. I think that is where he belongs. It would be great if we had a leadoff hitter that could get on base and all of his solo home runs would turn into two run shots. Maybe we'd be looking at a different record here because we play a lot of one run games. Ooh, we batting third mm. instead of him right now. I don't I don't know why he's not batting third. I think it's um it's Machado. And I think the idea is with oh, Machado behind yeah. him, Fran Mill sees better pitches. You know? Oh yeah. Hmm. I don't necessarily know if I subscribe to that, but that's kind of what yeah. the general general online consensus from writers and hmm. fans is. What man, I'm trying to think of like how else to do this lineup. I don't know. I wonder if Hosmer could lead off. Obviously, Kinsler leading off. He gets on. <laughs> oh, Andy Green's on the podcast. Hello, Andy. I have a few questions for you. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, you know what? I'm 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 really frustrated that it's always second baseman leading off, but Greg Garcia like just isn't the worst leadoff guy. Like at least he'll take a walk. Um, he's got 12 walks in 72 plate appearances, which is that's pretty good. I mean, that's that's. Um, more than little more than like what that's one every six i want to say one out of six like 15 percent walk percentage i'm sure i could find that somewhere else on the page but um but that's a decent walk rate i mean i would even rather you know garcia be starting over kinsler um the defense Hands isn't down. as good that is one thing i will say kinsler's defense is in general pretty good um there's, uh. there's been some gaffes <laughs> there's been some gaffes I, I don't know how a fucking like thirteen year, fifteen year, whatever vet makes so many mental miscues. Other than like, yeah, is it just not caring? <laughs> like, is it really just not He's caring? Garbage. I just that's, I I, I have trouble. Uh, like, it's probably true. I just like physically have trouble comprehending it. Like, I'm just like, why would you not care? But it's, I don't know. I forget that baseball's he just makes- a job to some people. Well, the fact that he's being such an asshole about it, it makes me feel better about, like, I, I bring up Jim Edmonds a lot because he used to be my prime example of, of like, a former really great player coming to San Diego for his career to die. Mm. Like him, Oof. maybe Mike Piazza is another good example. Well, Jared was, Weaver. He was decent while he was here. Jared Weaver is a good example. Jared Weaver. But I think, yeah, I think Kinsler might forget. be the new king of, uh, of uh, Twilight of his career, suckitude. <laughs> Lack yeah, of a better way of putting that. rough. Because even Headley, I feel like after a while, just started getting. Oh, pin- it was just pinch hitting like all the time. Like I feel like after a while, Headley wasn't starting like constantly. Who did we? I don't even know who we had up. I'm sure I could see. I was probably Perella. Um, <laughs> back when Perella was like all right, so many names. Um, but I mean, just looking at yeah. So looking at the kind of the quarter mark in the season. Um, I, Fran Mill's definitely one of the bright spots. I know one of the worrying spots and something that, that we've been kind of taking, keeping an eye on is the bullpen. Um, I am that That's something where I'm a little worried so far. Uh, Yates is great, and I think Yates and Stammen have the stamina <laughs> um, to go at maybe not this exact rate, but something that's close to it, like... If they're both at, I like I wouldn't be, like if they were both at like, I would I need to see what they were at last season, but like I don't think eighty innings for Stammen is like out of the you know out of the realm of possibility. 
um, last season. Oh, yeah, last season he was at 80, and he was at 80 the year before. So even if he got up to 90, like, I don't think that there would be some massive drop-off and Craig Stammen's arm would fall off. Um, I know we have been, like, they have been our, our like, crutches, our glue, um, while Wingenter's been out and Stock's been kind of ineffective. Um, so, but that's, obviously, we can't, we can't only pitch them. Um, and, you know, guys like Adam Warren and Brad Week aren't necessarily uh, inspiring. Uh, I, mean, I guess... Who was it that... Uh, oh, Aaron Loops, the guy, the other lefty that was on the DL. But um, Where is that guy? He's, he's, on, the, uh, he's on the injured list. I think he had some elbow issue, actually. Um, oh, great. Yeah, he will <laughs> miss an extended length of time while on the 10-day injured list, disabled list, uh, with a left elbow strain. And that was in April 11th. So, and they're doesn't seem to be so more than 10 days yeah it doesn't <laughs> se- well a month in 10 days um because he yeah i don't see any i mean it's just on baseball reference but i don't see any other updates on him um and i know i had read another place that he had gone to see a couple specialists so i don't personally expect him back this season and if he did come back swell um but but yeah, I mean, I am I am a little worried about the bullpen. I know I know we didn't necessarily talk bullpen pre-show, but um, but uh, Tony, what are your I don't do do you have maybe a potential solution or what are you hoping that maybe we that this team does with the bullpen? <sighs> um, it's really hard to say because <clears throat> I think your Adam Warrens your Brad Wicks are th- those guys aren't in the the future plans, you know. I think Warren's on like a two year deal. I don't know what Wicks on, but it's not great. He's not great. I mean, uh, I think I kind of like what they've been doing. Like when they called up Reyes, and he had that great first appearance, and then his next appearance was not that great. I think there's just so much talent in the minors that you gotta you gotta give some debuts. I think you just have to try and rely on your workhorses as long as you can. Use Erlen as a long man. Uh, I think you have to give Trey the chance to put up or shut up. I think he has closer stuff if he can rein in the walks. That's his main concern. He's got the heat. He's got the uh, the pitch selection. He just has to not walk as many batters or like wild pitches. So I think you have to give him the year to show, hey, I can be at worst an eighth inning setup at best the new closer and i really want to see them give him that opportunity obviously with time on the il there's nothing we can do about that but i think when he uh, i think he was just reinstated today i doubt he made an appearance in today's game but moving forward i'd like to see him in some high leverage situations and just tell him you got to prove it and everyone lower than that like your seventh inning and lower i think they just need to showcase as many arms as they can because we're not so much this offseason, but next offseason especially, we're going to get to the point where we have to make some tough choices about who we keep in our system and who we either let go through Rule 5 or cut or trade. And I would like to have us give some of these players a spotlight before we end up losing them so we don't have like a Miami Marlins trading away Chris Paddock or White Sox trading away Tatis before they ever even played a game. Like, we have to give them a shot, I feel like. So... Uh, 
I think Joel and I did the, I think we did a two person episode where we talked about kind of like season predictions and we predicted the record. I think I was kind of pessimistic and said like a 76 or 77 win season. Uh, I think that's still in the cards. I think that's probably where we line up, but I think it is a major prove it year for the team. You have to give as many young players as much time as possible. So when we're actually contending, it's not like a, oh, well, who do we play here and who do we play here? You're supposed to know when you're contending who is supposed to sit on each uh, position and you just add pieces to cement your team. Not like a, oh, man, we've got a huge hole in the bullpen. What do we do now? It should be like, oh, man, someone is struggling. Who can we bring in to kind of support them, complement them, not fix a giant hole? So I just want to see them play a lot of young guys. And once again, cut Ian Kinsler. Dear God, get him off this team. He's fucking up the bullpen. Uh, he is everything <laughs> wrong with this team. So, side note, because he is not currently a part of the bullpen, but hopefully in future bullpen, bull, yeah, bullpen plans. There we go. I was going to go with a tongue twister and didn't twist it, so that was good. Bull plans. Yeah, the bull blah, 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 blah. Um, Robert Stock is in triple A. He now on the upside. Oh, no. Two twenty-five ERA, thirteen strikeouts in twelve innings. But do you know how many walks he has in twelve innings? Don't say it, Johnny. Don't break my heart. <laughs> I will not tell you that it's twelve walks in twelve innings. <sighs> he just he might have a two point oh eight three ERA or excuse me WHIP, two point oh eight WHIP. Mm-hmm. It's the strikeouts are there. It's just he's just got to get the control down, and he's he does seem like a guy where he, uh, based on quotes I've read, he's he's not the most scientific with his pitching. <laughs> oh, he is not. He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw it as hard as I can. He's like, lands, I'm just gonna find where it where it feels good and just fucking chuck it, like <laughs> grip it. He's like the Brett Favre of bullpen guys. He's like, I'm just gonna grip it. Oh and rip it. no, <laughs> no. You know what? No, he's the Matt Stafford of bullpen guys. He can like throw really fucking hard right. and far. Yeah, the Rex sexy Grossman. Rex. That. I don't like that comparison. <laughs> did lead the Bears to the to the Super Bowl. So <laughs> good point. That was it's it's not wrong. You know, I will say with stock it. Well, first of all, the stock is down. That's for sure. Stop but watch. On top of that, something to remember is he's 29 years old, and that I, I read that earlier this year, and I was like, what? For some reason, I thought he was a younger yeah. prospect, and he's not. So really, he's gotta show some serious improvement this year otherwise I just don't I don't think we're gonna see him much longer and honestly I can't really complain I mean the heat is fun he's a fun pitcher to watch go out there but it's not fun to watch a wild pitch go to the backstop and have a run score I don't care if it's 125 it's not fun ah, I beg to differ I look at <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the terror in the scatter box? <laughs> These guys throwing at 130 miles an hour, and he doesn't know where it's going. Good God, get me out of here. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be crazy. You know, actually, Joel, you've convinced me. <laughs> I think Stock should start avoiding oh and just throw it as hard as he can. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's tough. So, like, you mentioned he's in AAA, and there's a couple of times where he mentioned some stuff going on in the minor leagues. 
we're talking about the the major league baseball being used at the triple a level or in the minor league level is it just triple a or is it all through the minors now um i think it's just triple a for now and i don't know if it's all i know it's pc maybe it is all triple a i know it's specifically the pcl it might also be the whatever the other one is independent whatever so is major league baseball still keeping up this this charade that like oh we didn't do anything to the baseballs we don't know what's going on 100 percent. such yes, bullshit I love that Johnny and I both deadpan is like yes 100 <laughs> percent. yeah Rob Manfred no, 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 is sticking with that we didn't do that. anything ah uh, okay yeah it's just it seems so obvious now like you have this giant spike in home run production in the major leagues and then, first of all, who decided like it was a great, especially if they're covering this up, to be like, well, let's sit and use these baseballs on the minor league level now, and then watch all the home runs spike at the minor league level. Like it's just absurd to me. And then to still have the audacity to say, oh no no, I don't know what's going on. Baseball's a funny game. They must yeah. all be corking the bats. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Robert Stock is. Gosh, you love to see a guy that throws that hard. Any, anybody that throws triple digits, you want to see them them do well. And I just made a really excellent case for guys that aren't able to control that kind of speed uh, being <laughs> entertaining. But uh, I, I don't know. I wanted to make the comparison to Robbie Ray, but I don't even think it's it's apples to apples, right? Because I think with Ray, he's just got that curveball that he likes to throw out of the zone. And so if it's not working, people just don't, you know, the batters just don't swing at it. And so he gets a lot of walks that way. It's not a case where Robbie Ray is super wild with his fastball like Robert Stock is. And so, you know, yeah. you can just sit back and, and wait for him to walk you or make a mistake that's going to cost you runs, like like Tony was saying, when, you know, you're getting balls thrown to the backstop and guys are coming in for, for freebies. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I'm not used to talking about the, the Padres bullpen being a weak spot. Like, it's just one of those things where it's a given, right? Like, no, oh, Padres bullpen's going to be pretty good. They're going to keep us in a lot of games. They're going to win us a lot of games. And now it's like, wait, what? We lined up all this other stuff to go, you know, more the way that we would expect it, or that we would want it to, right? We got some offensive production now. We have Machado, we have Tatis, we have Ramel Reyes is coming along way better than anybody could have ever hoped. Um, and now all of a sudden the bullpen's letting us down. It's just like, what can what can you do? It's LOL Padres, right? So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, right? Because it doesn't seem like out of the the guys that we have is the highly touted prospects. I don't know how many of them are slated to be bullpen presences i don't know like i wanted to say maybe convert cal quantrill to a bullpen arm but he gives it all up right at the beginning and then settles in so that's like the worst thing you would want for a a bullpen guy right like okay you got one run to protect. Oh, <laughs> that might be the worst possible thing to do to cal quantrill he'd be even more shell-shocked than he probably more already pressure. is pressure <laughs> but <laughs> so i uh, gosh i don't know i mean i and Johnny, you know the farm system better than I do. Are, I mean, are there any other uh, high caliber in terms of, I guess, speed or velocity arms that we have that might be able to get pushed into a bullpen role that maybe we're slated as starters or, you know? Uh, the two that I think of, there's Andres Munoz, who's in double A, who throws it like 103. Yeah, Tony's not his head as well. There, <laughs> he, gets some, he gets some talk here, and just because he throws it so damn hard. And then... Um, Adrian Morahone, who I think is also in Double A, is is a starter, but he's like six feet tall, and typically those shorter starters, like we talk about with Stroman, they there's a lot of worry about the wear and tear being a starter, and so some people, and I mean he's he's been on the injured list this season 
with um, I'll have to look up specifically what it was, but it was some kind of upper body thing. Um, and so there's already some potential talk of like, will he maybe need to be a reliever to stay healthy? Um, so those are the two that I'm that I that I can kind of think of right now and then Gerardo Reyes just got option so I mean he's technically another one but he's kind of been up and down throughout the season so yeah those are probably the three that I can think of yeah so I, I don't know it's not one that has like a ready-made here's what we need to do like let's plug this guy in um, I think it's something we're gonna have to sort of struggle through and hope these guys get a little better um, maybe hope that our starters do a little bit better so the guys that are in the bullpen now can rest up as much as possible but I mean that's kind of up to Andy Green to manage that situation that's what he's there for is to make sure that those bullpen arms are, and Tony's rolling his eyes, uh, those bullpen arms are getting enough rest to be able to be effective through the long slog of this, this season. I, I feel like maybe that's a big contributing factor. I feel like we've got a lot of short starts out of some of these starting pitchers with good reason, right? Like we want to limit Paddock's innings. Um, honestly, beyond that. Strom. Strom, yeah. We, we, you know, he's, he's somebody we want to be careful with as well. Um, Lauer has been he, he came out of the gate looking a little bit better than maybe we anticipated but now he's sort of regressed back into what um, what he was more like last year right where he's a little bit uh, less effective right so uh, I don't know and Rogevichus was sent down for Quantrill to, to come up so I mean even he who was also you know started off pretty strong and, and has really tailed off as of late so it's a lot of question marks it's a tough nut to crack for sure I think for the bullpen, one possible, I, I don't think it could be done this year just because we don't have the starting pitching depth to really cover it, but I actually think Eric Lauer can be a bullpen piece. I think his main problem is being the soft tosser he is. When you get to the fourth, fifth, sixth inning, he just loses the velocity and his stuff loses. You have to have that pinpoint command when you're velo isn't that it isn't your strong point it's the command yeah. and when his command starts to slip as well as like two or three miles per hour uh off of each pitch in the fifth and sixth that's when he gets clobbered so i think if you can throw him in the bullpen and have him just throw as hard as he can with his command for what would be like a typical first second inning start for him i think you might see some different results uh either way i think it's worth giving a try because i don't think he sticks as a starter i i think when as early as next year basically when you have Garrett Richards coming back as well as someone like uh, uh, Denelson Lamette, yeah. I think you have to clear space for those guys That's a good over point. him. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you think he, maybe he would fit as a... You mentioned, you know, getting through to, like, the fifth, sixth innings. But, I mean, I don't know. Expecting four innings out of him as, like, a bulk reliever, I don't know if that's an unrealistic expectation for, for a guy like Lauer um, since he's, you know, this is, what, his second year as a, in a starting role. Um, yeah, he he is still very young, so I, I I'm not trying to sound too uh, low on him because he he's young. He could totally prove us wrong, but uh, I think he is a very good opener candidate. Yeah. Where uh, I know pre-show we were talking about Quantrill with an opener, but I think Lowry could be another uh, beneficiary of that as well. And honestly, I don't know why the Padres haven't done that yet. Yeah, we just need those innings eaten up. You know, it seems like. We just can't get that done, right? We we can't find the combination to oh, to soak up those five. If six only innings. there was a, if only there was a proven free agent just sitting there who could eat up some innings, Joel. <laughs> if only, God, if only the market permitted. <laughs> Dallas, Keiko they're just waiting for the draft. Honestly, I feel like at this point, 
I I totally agree. It is still frustrating. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Because because Johnny, do you re- remember that Corey Spangenberg was a well used first round draft pick? <sighs> what a shame it would be if we lost another Corey Spangenberg Gosh, pick. or another Donovan Tate or <laughs> oh, no Matt Bush. Or... <laughs> I was just thinking Matt Bush. Yeah, Matt Bush. Fucking Matt Bush. Goddamn asshole. Anyway, you know what pissed me <laughs> off too is like when he started getting back into baseball. And people were like, "Well, you know, you just gotta really, you know, you know, gotta give him the, you know, gotta give it to him because he, you know, came back from all this stuff and really fought his demons and da 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 da." And you know what? Maybe that is true. Maybe I'm being an asshole, but like, still, fuck that guy. You're not. Fuck that guy. You're not. Like, I am just not interested in it. I'm not like. Are we talking about Ian Kinsler? Congratulations. <laughs> but I'm just like, you know what, Matt Bush? You seem like a pretty shitty person. Um, and that was just that was uh, that was what I ended up with. Ooh, hang on, my wife's calling. Hello. Talk about Ian Kinsler. <laughs> hey. Speaker. Yes. Speaker. Sorry, did you guys just get here? All right. Sorry about that. I'll help you put away stuff. Oh, okay. I'll bring it up later. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. Cool. You guys got me out of carrying stuff up the stairs for now. Hooray. <laughs> for now. For now. Um, gosh, I just I went on my rant about Matt Bush, and I forgot what I was even... Oh, Keichel pitching more concerned i think that was what it basically was it's <laughs> a good wrap up yeah <laughs> keiko pitching more concerned just in case you guys were wondering we already missed out on geo gonzalez yeah I, I just don't know like what are they going to do later in the year when you hit all these innings limits you have paddock and strong mm. innings limits lauer is not great. Lucchese is not great. Not yeah, as good as plan. I was hoping for this year, that's for sure. Yeah. I still don't think they're playing any contend this year. I, I don't think that was no. the plan. And if you look back at it, it starts to make some of these movies make a little more sense, right? Like putting Tatis in on opening day makes so much sense if you're trying to cash in on all the opening day hype, right? Which is exactly yeah. what I think they're doing. And it worked beautifully. Yeah. Now he's hurt, right? Obviously, you don't plan for that to happen. Um, but it's like, a, all right, we've got these pieces. It's probably not quite enough to, to contend, but it's enough to be exciting. And it's going to sell tickets. So, like, let's get this lineup out there. It's going to look great. But uh, they, they know. They've got to know that there's these holes that still need to be filled. Um, so I think it's still a ways out, right? So even now that we slip below 500, this take isn't as uh, impactful, I guess. But uh, basically, if you expected the Padres to be – a front runner in the NLS, you were expecting too much. And I, I've heard some takes, not a lot, but you know, I've heard some of that trickle in. Some of these expectations are getting a little bit out of control where it's like, oh God, now the Dodgers are in first. Like, well, we should be out in front for this division. Uh, just frustrations about how this team might not be a playoff team. It's like they're already so far ahead of what they were last season. There's just so much more mm-hmm. hope. There's a way better outlook for this team than there was for the team that was on the field last year. Um, at the 25% mark, there's still a lot of baseball to be played, too, right? So, I mean, who knows what it's going to look like at the All-Star break. Um, but, again, I, I think we got we got to temper expectations just a touch. I feel like this is the time of year last season, too, where we were like, 
relax everybody they had won like five series in a row and everybody was freaking <laughs> out right mm-hmm. it's like they're still not quite there they're, they're still not quite where they're going to be able to contend i still think the ceiling for this team is a wild card spot i think that was my take preseason it's still my take now um Tony, you mentioned your uh, record prediction. I feel like I was pretty close to you, somewhere in the 70s. Yeah. I think I might have said one game above 500 to be optimistic, right? But um, but yeah, yeah, I still feel like that's what this team's going to be, and we're seeing that now. We're seeing some of that regression. Um, but yep. yeah, it is a long season, so a lot of weird things are going to happen. There's going to be a lot of turnarounds, a lot of changes. Um, I'm, I'm still excited for this team. I'm still excited to see what's going to happen um, going forward. I, I'm mostly excited for Chris Paddock and Fran Mel Reyes. Uh, but Machado, he's been sort of under the radar, right? Like, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been no. Manny Machado, right? So I, I'm wondering when he's going to show up. So that maybe, maybe yeah, that I think our I, next topic, right? We'll, let's talk about Machado a little bit. Let's uh, unpack this a little. Yeah, we can do that. I think uh, kind of building off of what you just said, Joel, <clears throat> the Padres may be at uh, under 500, and we're kind of talking about, like, oh, man, they might just be, like, a little bit better than last year. I'm okay with that. Like, I hate Ian Kinsler more than anything, but <laughs> outside of that, like I'm okay with the team. I just wish there are a couple of things that I fundamentally disagree with, and a lot of it is like not playing your young prospects. So if they change that and do that throughout the year and we suck, I'm not going to blame them for it. If a prospect doesn't pan out, I can be like, oh, God, you wasted all that time on that prospect when you could have been playing Ian Kinsler. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. not... I, I will not say that at the end of the year. So... Uh, the only way they can really disappoint me is if they keep doing what they're doing with Ian Kinsler. Or, it, honestly, you can insert any other washed-up bet. If we had Clayton Richard on the team still, and they were giving him starts, I'd be like, why are we doing this? He He's not in the plans. And they traded it, or they let him go, which is where it's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Machado, kind of shifting gears here, I think is a notorious slow starter. So I'm not too worried about it i think i love how clutch he is against the dodgers i mean that is incredible it's very fun i absolutely love his defense it has been exactly as hyped exactly as build he makes hard plays look simple and routine plays look effortless Um, and you really notice it when you have a garcia or a ty france or literally anybody else not tatis in the infield and they flub one you're like oh Oh yeah, that's what sucking looks like. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like watching that. Um, I think his offense will pick up. I think he'll get hot towards the end of the year, and he'll end uh, where his career is, like a, somewhere in the two eighties for average, somewhere high twenties to mid thirties for home runs. And I think he's gonna kind of cement himself as the number three, number four hitter on this team. So I, I I'm not too worried about it yet. And I, the. I never really had too many questions about his character. I, I just thought the need for the team vastly outweighed his character concerns, but I think we've seen none of that this year. He has been uh, completely saintly. He <laughs> does like all the community events. He's talking with service mem- members. He's talking to kids before games. He's handing out autographs. He always has the biggest line, and he is pretty good about it. He has no in-game antics outside of what that stupid racist Diamondbacks announcer Bob Brenly thought. I, uh, I, I have been pleased with what Machado has brought so far. And if nothing else, it's just really cool to say Padres third baseman Manny Machado. That still has not felt normal to oh, me. Yeah. 
the defense, the web gems are, are always going to be uh, just so enjoyable. I, just once a game, pretty much every game, there's just something where you're like, God damn, like no one else would have done that. Or like just no one else we've had for the past like however many years would have done that. For sure. Since yeah, and it's, it's not even just that it, he makes it look easy like Tony said. It is that easy for him. It is effortless. Like it. It's, it's it's a small distinction, right? But I think it's an important one that, that it's not just that he makes it look easy. It's just that he's just, that's just how that's how I do it. <laughs> yeah. You make you feel the ball, you flick it over to first, and you get the out. Like, yeah. It's it's baseball. It's like oh, sorry, I kind of interrupted your no no you're flow good there, Johnny. But no, I mean it's 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 true though. Now I don't want to step on the unpacking Manny Machado, but I don't know if we will need to because I'm looking at his splits, and in the month of April it was rough. Uh, triple slash of 236, batting average 325 on base, 368 slugging. That's ugly. Those are still much better than Ian Kinsler, but those are not great. That's not Manny Machado. Um, in the month of May, in 50 less plate appearances, he has twice as many doubles. He has one more home run. He has the same number of RBI. And... Uh, his strikeout to walk rate has improved. He's uh, six six walks to eleven strikeouts, so what point four five or something like that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, but a triple slash of three twenty three batting average, three eighty six on base, six twenty nine slugging with a one point zero one five OPS. So um, seems like he is hopefully back to. I mean, it's kind of you know Tony. You said he's a slow starter, so that could just be that that slow start and, and he's hopefully getting out of it but um he has been uh he's definitely been better this month it seems like he's been he's been kind of picking it up more but it was it was nice to look at those numbers and those splits and and actually see that concrete evidence so we'll have to see if he continues that through this month but but so far through about half the month he's uh looking like a like the manny machado that we know and love so so that's always good um see here yeah oh no I'm gonna let Joel do his thing before we I wasn't sure of where else to go next <laughs> yeah we can uh kind of oh you sorry I'm trying to round up some pajamas for James here no worries if you need to round up pajamas you do you you round up those pajamas because I'm gonna round them up I'm gonna have to I was doing a lot of clothes folding today as well it's all right, pajamas. I am going around today. I'm gonna. I'm a step aside. I'm going here. to take advantage okay. of this pajamas run, and I'm actually gonna. That's go a good it, idea. So. I'm. Now that you said that, I am going to as well. Let's go together. Break it one twelve and a half. Oh, nice, cute.
just don't think I want to live in Amarillo. Um, Amarillo. Amarillo. I'd get me some sarsaparilla in Amarillo. <laughs> Talking about the sod yeah. pools? Yeah. Yeah. Go and get down there to the sod. I don't know how I went to Minnesota after that, but. <laughs> so, <laughs> going to get down there to the sod poodles, see them, you know, eh? Um, don't you know? Don't you know, Bobby? Hey, Bobby! Yep. Uh, resident Twins fan on the podcast. <laughs> Kirby Buckets, the best major league fielder <laughs> I never seen. Oh, let me tell you what, man. Oh, ninety-three World Series. He jumped up there on that plexiglass. He he snatched that ball up right there. I ain't never seen nothing like it. The new segment should just be Johnny doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be just different fans. Sad Marlins fan. Oh, <laughs> oh, we don't need to hear that. It's just a gun. Yeah, just, just sadness. <laughs> the Marlins have too much to be sad about. Like, can't even make fun of them. I just hope for the best. Just hope that Jeter sells the team. Not that he's a, even the majority uh, uh, owner, but, you know. I have a small thing we can maybe talk about that might be fun. Hmm. Uh, so the Padres are going to play a three-game set against the Diamondbacks starting tomorrow, but then after that they go on a six-game road trip to Toronto and New York. Yankees, not Mets. How do we think they're going to do against Toronto and New York? I think those could be some fun games, or it could be a total shit show, and where do you guys think they're going to fall <laughs> mm. on that spectrum? <laughs> I mean... Uh, gosh. I'm glad that we'll be able to have a DH... Because oh, La Mole. Yeah. Like we can let's see, we could play well he is hurt, so um But I mean mm. you could ostensibly he'll start Garcia or Kinsler at lead off. And then <laughs> Oh god it's it's just inevitable. Fran Mill second Dread and it. like run from it. I still think, ideally, a much better lineup would be, like, Hosmer leading off, then Reyes, Machado, Renfro, like, Myers. Um, God, I want to talk about a slump. Myers is... Oh, boy. He yeah, is, maybe maybe then, like... Uh, not to derail, No, no, but, no. It's, it's, <sighs> it's not talked about enough because Kinsler is so bad, but his numbers are not much better. It's 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 not just that he looks like uh, lost and dejected. There was a strikeout. I think it was in yesterday's game where it was like a low nineties fastball right down the middle, and he like flinched away as if it was coming up and in on him, and just catches strike three looking, and it's like you're not even seeing the ball well. Like that's that's scary because yeah. it's not just like he's swinging and maybe he's like oh i was guessing off speed and it was a fastball it's like you're not even seeing it right out of the pitcher's hand that's more worrying to me and when he strikes out he just looks like the weight of his world of the world's on his shoulders and i just he is not in a good place i mean very rarely do i buy into that like oh they're in their own head type thing but he really does seem like he needs a few days rest or something because i just don't know what it is but he looks lost yeah, they, they they gave him a couple days too. Like recently, I know think I think they gave him one day off mm. as like a regular rest day, and then one day off as a like get your head straight day. But it's still not. Uh, it doesn't seem to have no. made much of a difference, unfortunately. And it sucks too because it's just the bottom 
of the lineup right now is just and like bottom of the lineup I'm talking like six through one if Kinsler is leadoff it's like you're talking Hedges pitcher Myers whoever is playing um second base at one so even if it's not Kinsler you're talking Garcia who's I'm okay with Garcia but not not as good as it could be and then yeah it's just it's not good. I don't know what's up with Myers, but anyway, not to derail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted I wanted to say the Yankees are twenty eight and seventeen, uh, first in their division, and Toronto is nineteen and twenty seven, but is experiencing the explosion of Vladdy Jr. So That's true, they got some hope. If nothing else, they've got a big fat boy who can hit it <laughs> real hard. So I wish we had that big mm-hmm. fat boy. I would love him. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. Him, him, and Tatis I mean, Jr. on the same team would be. I think I had thrown out like a oof. silly trade thing for that preseason, oof. but man, that would be, that would be super fun. <laughs> I'm just excited to see what he does to us. He's probably going to destroy us, but I. Oh yeah. I, I, my <laughs> Padres oh. like over under two but, and a half home runs in the series. Yeah, from him alone or the just whole him. team. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. good. <laughs> no, I mean, I might even say, like, because it's like, I think he'll hit two. So maybe I should just make the over under. Yeah, I think two and a half is the. But. Yeah. Okay. I think in the six game set, they take. Three games. I think they take two from Toronto and one from New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like they get swept by the Yankees. I hate to be the Debbie <laughs> It's okay, we need it. Joel, it's not like we have any history to tell us that would happen. <laughs> We've never Come been on. swept by the Yankees. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll, so I'll brighten it up hashtag. a little bit. I feel like the, the Blue Jays are a team that we can have a surprising series win. We'll take two or three from the, the Blue Jays, and then we'll get wiped out by the Yankees. So essentially the same overall record at the end of it. But Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, you know... There, there could be worse things. <laughs> and you know, while we're there, make that Marcus Stroman trade. Just saying. I was gonna say, I, I hope, I hope Stroman pitches against us because I, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Blue Jays games. Surprise. <laughs> so it would be nice if he pitches against us, so I can kind of see uh, what he's got. If, I mean, he should be able. If he's anything quality, he should be able to near blank us because our offense is nothing right now. Outside of Fran yeah. Mill. Fran Mill Machado. And that's and Haas. Hosmer, man, I got to say, that is, you know, kind of we, side we do have topic. To talk about but I, I am really happy. And that was one of my, speaking of preseason predictions, I thought he would, my, mm-hmm. my preseason prediction was very, very optimistic, like absurdly optimistic. Um, but he has been, he has really stepped it up. Another guy who started off slow. He was another guy who started off really slow with that low BABIP and then he's he's really increased so um shout out to old Haas I uh, am glad that he's been I mean he's just been really hitting the ball well our one good lefty bat yeah that's I wish it wasn't one but he has uh I, I like that he seems to just take a hit when there's a hit it's not like he's always trying to leave the yard he'll take a single he'll take a walk he'll take whatever's given yeah. to him and uh, I don't think our lineup as a whole does that, so it's nice to see one person doing it at least. Yep, 100%. Um, 
All right, I think we did a decent look at the first quarter of the season. Plus, I want to control out on time. <laughs> um, Paddock is the best. Yeehaw. Yeah, Paddock is the best. Uh, yeah, we, we, we really can't finish that. That's what my kids are in the room. Yeehaw, mother effers. <laughs> Yeehaw, mother fathers. <laughs> mother fathers. That's right. That gif of him on the <laughs> dugout railing doing that yeah. lasso is just that's gonna be a gif of the season. That that's gotta be one of the best things so yeah. far. Outside of when he's got his excitement on the mound, but not him playing related. It's just oh, he's Man. the best. Feel very lucky to have a uh, possible legitimate ace on the team. Yep. The new Jake P V. Uh we shall now move on to the next part of the show where uh, we really... Ian Kunzler Memorial Service? Yes. Uh, Please? This is a letter from John to the Corinthians chapter 17. <laughs> uh, no, we're going we're gonna to flex our dad muscles and offer some fatherly advice. I am guessing we probably all need a little time to think of something. Correct. Okay, perfect. Good, 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 good. I have two, so I can oh, go man, first. Oh, man, feel free. Time. Number one, if you have any opportunity to speak, shout, throw things at Ian Michael Kinsler <laughs> in real life, please do so. If you're going to a game, bring a sign that directly addresses his shittiness. If you find him on Twitter, he does not have Twitter, but if you can find him on Twitter, please let him know. Sincerely, he sucks. I hate him. <laughs> and he is ruining the prince that prom- that was promised, Luis Urias, who is supposed to be heir to the throne behind our king, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, but my real recommendation is da, 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 Ale Smith, known brewers of the 394 Pale Ale, have a new beer out called... It's just a hazy 394. Nice. Easy three ninety four. Yeah, I'm showing the can yeah. to the camera oh, for the listeners. Giving it a reason. I don't know what's going on. Giving a little twirl. Um, I have been drinking it this podcast. It is very delicious. It is a good summer drink. I don't know how far distribution will go with this one, so I don't know how readily available it is outside of San Diego. But I went and picked it up at the Ale Smith location that these three podcast hosts have been to. And I have seen it in stores outside of Alesmith. So if you're in San Diego, definitely take a look. And if you're outside of San Diego, maybe go to the Alesmith website. And I'm sure they have like a beer finder that will tell you if and where it is available in your state. Nice. Um, I'm still having trouble thinking of something. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was listening to Tony's good... Me too. I was like, this sounds delicious. Mmm, beer. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, I have to think of something too. Uh, I have a third recommendation. Buy a war stick bat, film yourself (laughs) throwing it into a wood chipper, and tweet it at Padres. (laughs) That's just giving Ian Kinsler more money, isn't it? Uh, You're also giving Jack White money, and I have no problem with Jack White. He's a co-founder. Jack White's a co-founder of this Baseball bat manufacturer? <laughs> yes, that is. This is an interesting fact. An enigma. Fun fact. Man, wow. that's cool. I learned something today. 
<laughs> so just pretend all your money goes to Jack White and all your hatred goes to Ian Kinsler. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, do they have a bat? Do they have a bat model called the Icky Thump? There we go. God, That's they really great. should. They really should. Right? Me... <laughs> oh man, that's solid. Um, God, that is a good name, Joel. They are really missing out if they don't. Uh, should I go metal bats or wood bats first? I'm gonna go wood bat. For the icky thump. Wow, yeah. it's, it's very exciting. They call it the custom pro wood. Nice. Justin Upton is a signed like model or whatever for the bat. Metal bat. It is called custom college metal. I don't know. <laughs> it's called the hawk. The Hawk 2. They do have one called Bone Saber. That's pretty cool. Which is The Gunner. What's the company name again? Warstick. W-A-R-S-T-I-C. We're free, free publicity right now. Designer series. I know, we're like, oh, this, oh <laughs> Ian Kinsler, let's talk about Warstick. <laughs> they do have a phone number if you'd like to call and tell them. How Some angry things. you are about. <laughs> I'm going to tell them I will never buy another bat from them again as long as Ian Kinsler is one of their... <laughs> I am not going to buy another bat until Jack White releases another White Stripes album. <laughs> God damn it. Hold them hostage. Oh, even worse. For their wood bats, they have a Matt Kemp model. Boo. Boo. Oh, why is my Wi-Fi shit? Boo this man. Boy, I'm really drawing uh, blank. Joel, I hate to say, today. I hate to say that their wood bats are just called WS and then a number. Oh. Extremely boring. Huge miss. Well, Jack White, if you're listening, the Icky Thump or Icky Thumper would work too. <sighs> Come on, it sells itself. <laughs> Come on. Ooh, some good ones. Um, I do have a uh, free shipping. Eh, whatever. Um. Johnny's looking at. I'm just looking at bats now. I know I'm like the Blue Jay, the Hero. Ooh, that's a fun name. The Sharks, the White Buffalo, the Great White Buffalo, maybe. Um, hmm. The night, the old 1930. Firebird, God, great names. Firecracker. Um, I have to go back to us, or else I'm gonna get distracted. So. <laughs> Is there one called Positive War that we can give to oh, Ian Kinsler? Oh, snap. Can we give him any? No. <laughs> we can give him... Let's see. Nope. The ultimate... No, these are fungos. We can give him El Caballo Negro. It's pretty great. Is this made by... What's his name? That Astros outfielder? Forget his name. Um, Carlos something. Anyways, Gon- Gonzalez? No, Cargo? Is he still it was Astro? um. This was like Correa. late '90s, early 2000s. Was Carlos Lee. There we go. His nickname was El Caballo. Mm. I was wondering if he made it, but it didn't look like it. Um, nope, doesn't look like Carlos Lee did it. Isn't Josh Reddick an Astro right now? I think so. Very weird. He's like an on again, off again Astro. Mostly on, I think. It's complicated. Um, 
so my recommendation is uh, mostly for the dads. Uh, don't forget the importance of a weekend alone with your significant other. Uh, my wife and I and the family basically all together kind of experienced this. Experienced this at the same time. Um, our downstairs neighbors got bed bugs, and it spread to us. <sighs> And it is fucking terrible. Oh my god! For anyone who's at it, you know it's like it's awful. Like our day was just like wake up, throw clothes in the dryer to dry them because that's the only way you can kill them is just like with heat. Take a shower, like get the clothes out of the dryer immediately, put them on, and then like when we would get home, it was just like constantly cleaning, like vacuuming the whole house every day, and just all that nonsense. Um, so we did that for like two months they finally got rid of it and then for the first time in like two and a half months uh, my wife and i were able to have just a weekend with us hanging together just us um and it was i forgot how wonderfully awesome it is uh it's just you know just nice to have the the weekend uh with the wife and and or whomever your significant other is uh, and you just spend time with just them because you forget that like you're each actually humans and you're not just parents like you you're also humans and you had stuff going on like you know other than kids uh, and you also get to be close because you don't have a child in between you who's like kicking you while you're in bed um, that's also nice so you know just don't forget to uh, to be with just you and your significant other to remember that you're both humans um, and not just parents. So that's my wreck. Or my, my fatherly advice. That's right. That's very remember. sage following wisdom you inquired Whew, upon, Johnny. I try. I'm very grateful. I <laughs> <laughs> think about my recommendation um, is a food recommendation. It's something that's been mm. growing into an obsession of mine. Uh, it's ramen. I love ramen. Mmm. I'm very partial mm. to, uh, there's this place called Nishiki Ramen. I don't know, do you guys know where the In-N-Out Burger is off the 163 down in Kearney Mesa? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right across from there is this place called Nishiki Ramen, and it's my, I haven't been to a lot of different ramen places yet, admittedly, but it's been my favorite bowl of ramen I've had uh, so far, and it's just, especially with how unusually rainy it's been this May, like we're used to the May gray yeah. overcast kind of stuff, but... For, to have it rain as much as it has this late into you know the spring and approaching summer now is really strange for San Diego, but it's the perfect comfort food for that kind of weather. Like the super oh, meaty, yeah. savory bone broth, and then you get the pork belly on top. Like I'm getting hungry just talking about Heck it. Yeah, mm-hmm. get Me yourself too. my mouth <laughs> hearing you talk about it. <laughs> get yourself a bowl of ramen. Like it was so bad that like I'd look up. Um, how hard would it be to like make my own ramen in like a crock pot or something like that? And I'm like, oh, that. <laughs> I looked it up. I'm like, that's pretty labor intensive. So I'll just mm-hmm. stick to getting it for lunch or something on a on a Friday. But yes, if you can get yourself down to my favorite place is Nishiki Ramen. There's also a place called Menu Ultra that's supposed to be really good, but the lines are always crazy. So I can't really just scoot down there for a lunch on Friday like I would like to. But maybe <laughs> on a weekend or something, if I'm down in the area, I'll give that one a shot too. But any place you can get it, get yourself some ramen. It's amazing. I love it. Yum. Cosine. Yeah. We're big pho fans, but I need to get into ramen. We were looking at pho, too. Like I was like, I could make pho, right? And I look, I'm like, oh, simmer for three days? Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Never mind. Um, that, that's 72 and a half hours too many. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's some easy way to make it, but 
I'm like, I'll just pay six bucks for the really good ramen nearby. Um, great, well, uh, good, uh, whoa, sorry, it's a gnat right in front of me. Uh, I thought you were waving off a fart. Ah, oh, <laughs> nasty fart. No, you just, you just soak that shit in. You're like, oh, that was the broccoli from earlier. Um, <laughs> Johnny's definitely a gnat. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that was, oh, yeah, okay, I remember that. So, uh, yeah, but that, that's, uh, I think that's about all the fatherly advice that we can fit into one episode, um, including a good, <laughs> a good endorsement for, uh, for those, uh, war stick bats. Fucking <laughs> cancer. Uh, so we'll, we'll be back at some point, maybe in a couple weeks. We're going to try to stick to that. I mean, sometimes the schedule is just get a little hectic and we aren't able to record and it happens um, it'll happen again, but you know, thanks for being patient and whatnot. Um, but uh, but that's all for this week of Dad's Talking Dads. Uh, and for this week, I am uh, Johnny. I'm Joel. I'm Tony, and I hate Ian Gensler. Boom, 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 boom. That's it for us this week. We will talk to you again soon. Uh, go Padres, and that's it. Who needs therapy? Get a podcast.